I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm good. How are you today? Man, life is good. I love spring weather. It's about 70 degrees here in Atlanta. What you got? You guys already in the 80s, 90s? We are in the 80s today. We'll be in the 90s for the next probably seven days, seven straight days of sun, and they're not even showing any clouds. Good day to get outdoor activity. You just got to do it early in the morning or late at night. I'm going golf in the next four days. So, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Good for you. I'll be Great. golfing all day. So it'll be nice and hot. I'm going to Orlando. So it's all right. That's awesome. This is your annual trip. I forgot about that. It is. So. Okay. All right. We can talk about that offline. All right. So uh, maybe this week, uh, I thought maybe we'd talk about messaging and, and clearly uh, having a message that you deliver that resonates so well with your target audience that they're like, yeah, I want that. And um, this, I had a client meeting, I guess it was yesterday morning, and I had another discussion at lunchtime with a, with a prospect. And what we always find, and you've talked about it in your stuff, is that, gosh, I really can do, help anybody do anything. I'm an electrician, and I can do everything. I'm an HVAC guy, I can do everything. I'm a dentist, I can do everything. And, and what we always talk about is, I know you can do everything, but you can only market one message at a time. Um, one message, you are the, you're the dentist with, you know, the pain-free dentist, right? Or the, uh, uh, you know, anesthesia dentist, right? I'll knock you out. You'll feel no pain, right? Or the laughing gas dentist, right? That's what you market. You don't say, oh yeah, and we do crowns and we do fillings and we do yada, yada, yada cosmetics. Or you're a cosmetic dentist. But oh, by the way, I also do cavities and crowns and stuff like that, right? But you only need one marketing message at a time, and you'll get the other stuff. And it's funny you bring up dentistry because it's a perfect example. There's, and I, I'm not going to advertise for this particular dentist on the show, but he advertises sedation dentistry. There you go. And so what he's really doing is he is a, you know, he's looking at the reason people don't want to go to the dentist. So he's already, he's undoubtedly had some marketing help, or he's right. good at marketing himself. And he's looking at, okay, why don't people want to go to the dentist? Because it hurts. Because right. it hurts and you, you got people's hands in your mouth and all these other things. So he understands that. So he's not advertising, my dentistry doesn't hurt. He says, we'll give you the good medicine. We'll, sedation dentistry. And um, at that point, he doesn't have to tell all the things that he does. There's a lot of assumptions. Oh, you're a dentist. You probably do cavities. Oh, you're a dentist. You probably do, you know, the crowns and all these other things. Right, right. So you still get to be all those things, but your advertising, I would say in the case of dentistry, it's good because you're able to pick the fear that your client has and say, I'm going to go after that one fear because this segment of the population that has that fear is probably gigantic. So he's picked a target market and um, and addressed a very short and easy message to the target market. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll build upon that would be he's identified, like you said, one of the reasons people don't come to the dentist is the pain. Mm -hmm. And we're going to eliminate that. You could, I was saying you could change it and just be the pain-free dentist, right? Which then means, do I give you Novocaine? Do I give you gas? Well, it's up to you, Dave. We'll get here and we'll decide, but I'm the pain-free dentist, right? So you've identified their issue. 
we were talking about this this healthcare provider earlier. I talked about him last week and earlier in the week, and it's we help you with your aging parent. Well, that could come. That could be a great message, right? That covers everything. What am I worried about with my aging parents or your aging parents, right? You you worry about Alzheimer's. You're worried about are they going to the doctor? Are they taking care of themselves? Are they eating right? Are they taking the right medications? Are any of those medications conflicting? Right? You could cover all that with we help you with your aging parents. There's a lot, a lot in that one statement. We help you because when people hear, um, oh, you help me with my aging parents, I have a picture in my mind of what my aging parents are going through. And by the way you said the statement, we help you with your aging parents, it makes me think that you know what I'm going through, even though you've made it a very broad statement. You know, of course, I always say in marketing, you want to get really micro, but if you can be broad and micro at the same time, I know that sounds contradictory, but it's not. Because what you just said, we help you with your aging parents, it immediately tells people what you do and you're saying, I, I mean, you, you could pick specific problems, but you probably don't have to because there's not enough good competition out there who are also saying we help you with your aging parents. Right. But my point is, if, if I was an aging parent and I don't want to be a burden to my kids, I would get that from that me message as well. You see, you're, you're also going to appeal to, instead of saying, you know, I, I help you, you could also say I help you, you know, handle the transitions of your life or whatever. My point being is by saying I help you with your aging parents, if you had an aging parent who didn't want to be a burden to their kids, they would probably call, right? If I had a client with an aging, I have an aging client, I would probably call. I get the message that, you know, you help, uh, well, if you help them, you probably help me with my aging client because I know my client doesn't want to be a burden to their kids. You got the whole message just from that one statement, even though we targeted, we were targeting the kids that are too busy to take care of their parents or they're out of town and can't take care of their aging parents, right? Uh, my parents, they actually live here, but let's say they lived in Florida and I live in Atlanta. I need help taking care of my parents. Help me with my aging parents, right? Yeah. Uh, that You could target me with that message. You could target them, the, the aging parent themselves. Anyway, I was thinking about you. You had mentioned before about grounding as an electrician, right? Um, that's the hot button. So the other way to say it is what problem is do they have or the problem they don't know they have, we can use grounding, right? Where we, we That's our lead magnet. We talked about that before. Um, I was thinking HVAC guy. We tell, I'm just making this up. I literally just thought of this. HVAC, we help you eliminate the hot spots in your house. That's, okay. well, that's a good one. You know, I found, uh, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter, I guess, what industry you're in. You have to find out what the problem that your industry faces and then solve that problem. And sometimes the problem is not what you think it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to go to a story about a friend of mine, Ron, who is in the HVAC business. And Ron, his problem was, Every time he he would he would train a technician and they'd start to grow, he then he then couldn't find he couldn't keep growing because he couldn't get new technicians. And right now it's a big problem in the trades. Yes. And yes. So what Ron did was he literally he said, All right, 
I'm going to start my own apprenticeship school and I'm going to hire, I'm going to hire and teach people. They got to be at my office at five in the morning. You'll see, I'm going to do a blog post about this tomorrow, but it's kind of a right on subject of what we're talking about. And Ron literally took his advertising and made it all about attracting technicians. See, his problem wasn't being able to grow in his business. It was about getting technicians. And right now this is a big problem. So he said, I'm, my message is going to be, I'm going to attract technicians. And I don't want technicians. I want people with a really good attitude because if they got the right attitude, then I can teach them how to, how to do whatever it is we, we do. And, but, we're, but our lead generation is going to be based around very simple to install, um, basically install HVAC units, brand new HVAC units in residential homes because he could, he could teach them in a classroom atmosphere. So they'd get there at five in the morning, at seven in the morning, they were done. They had two hours of class. That was, that was part of his rules. You got to be here at five and you had two hours of class and you're going to go off in a truck with, um, with a, a trained technician. And then after about three or four months, you'll be in the truck on your own installing the units that we've been teaching you for those three months. And it worked so well. His, he was growing like a rocket ship. But it comes right down to this. His message changed to meet a need in the market, and it was focused around getting good technicians. And so in a lot of cases, here we are, we're talking about the healthcare industry, and especially when you're talking elderly, it's a big, giant industry right now. I mean, right. massive. It is it, because people, I mean, I mean this in a nice way. People aren't dying. Everybody's supposed to die when they're in their 60s, right? And, and now they're living to be 90 or 100. Um, you need money to last that long. You need health care. Um, you need housing. There's a lot of things that can change between the ages of 80 and 100 um, in people's lives. So, yeah, to clarify that message is it's critical, I think. Right. And I think what I find is that, that our – People are afraid, well, yeah, but I also do this other stuff. You know, they'll do, go back to them, they'll do guardianship or if I deal with some financial advisors. Yeah, but I can help anybody, right? And that's great. You can help anybody and you do have all these other services, but those other services will come. You just deliver, or Dean Jackson says, we just do one niche at a time. Let's get all the, you know, female business owners we, we can and we'll get some male business owners and some other people that not but business owners talking like a financial advisor or an insurance guy. We'll get those later. But you know what? If we, we crack the code on female business owners, then that's great. Then we could go crack the code on the male business owners. If we wanted to, if we had to, it might be good enough just to have a concentrate in female business owners. It's like divorce lawyers. I deal with the divorce lawyers. We handle female divorces, right? We only represent the women. Do they represent guys? Yes, guys still come to them anyway, mm -hmm. but they market to the women, right? But they'll handle the guy's side of the equation. The idea behind good marketing is, is it attracts your ideal client, but it doesn't mean it doesn't attract others who aren't necessarily your ideal client. But if you're really good at attracting your ideal client, in many cases, you'll be able to charge much higher prices for your ideal client that you won't need other clients. Now there's a difference between need and want, but um, cause you may want to grow your business and you're going to want to have other uh, break into other areas. But I mean, attract your ideal client with a 
with the right message that's so clear that you can't miss. Right. And I was just, this just came to mind when I was thinking, you know, I think it's Brookstone and that's that, that odd, you know, cool gift store. But yeah. they always have, you know, like the Mac Daddy gift, you know, the, the $10,000 gift, the $100,000 gift, even though, you know, 0.11% of the population is going to buy that gift, but then they're known as the cool place to get stuff from, right? They're not going to sell the whatever, $10,000, uh, you know, whatever, iPhone case. But marketing the $10,000 iPhone case will get, uh, well, like, they got some cool stuff over there. Let me go check it out, which is where most of their money comes from. It's not the, the one super cool item. It's, but they're known for the super cool. Maybe I'm thinking sharper image. I'm sorry. Sharper image. It wasn't Brookstone. Sharper image. That's okay. I knew where you were going. Um, in which, let's, let's talk about some of the best marketing campaigns that have gone on in the past 10 years. Okay, so uh, I'm going to mention P90X. Of course, we're not, I mean, I'm not going to promote them or anything. But you sign up for their program. Now, the backbone behind the company is not the P90X. It's not the first program. It's all the supplements and all the crap they want to sell you after, I shouldn't say crap because they probably sue you for that, but I mean, it's all the supplements and other things that they're going to sell and get monthly revenue from. Right. That's why they want, but so they didn't even mention that. They spend, I mean, their commercials are all these people, you know, they're, and they're, you know, they go from the fat guy to the, to the thin guy. And I'm, I'm like, well, I just want to get to that fat guy part. You know, some of the fat people they show are where, yeah, <laughs> where I want to get to. But that, but that being said, they have other products but it's not what they lead with. It's, you know, that's, it, it, I call it the ladder of selling. You right. got to get people on the first step because the people will buy from you again and again and again. But once they, they are comfortable with the first service, if you will, then you can take them up to the next step of the, of the ladder or the rung. Of the uh, ladder. That's good. I got a great story. I was just thinking that. So no, that's it. I mean, you want to, uh, so you said, so you make a great point. So P90X is going to make money on selling you the vitamins and the, and the shakes. They have shakes. I don't know yeah. that. But it's P90X, which they led with, but then they have all these other programs. I forget the guy, because uh, I got P90X. I bought the other one that was like, um, yeah, what's the guy? Sean something or another. Yes, Sean something or another. Same program and then the same shakes and vitamins at the end. Now they got some like, not Pilates woman, but something like Pilates. Same woman, I mean, different exercise program, but shakes and uh, vitamins at the end. So now it's almost like their formula is, we'll just, we got the latest, we don't care what the physical trainer is. It can be the guy that does P90X. It can be the guy that does kickboxing, Taibo, Pilates, but it all leads to buy the vitamins and the shakes on a continuous basis because whatever the, the hottest uh, workout program is, it changes. So we'll just plug in the next guy or the next program, but it gets you to the recurring revenue of the, the vitamins or the shakes. What just occurred to me when you said that, let's go back to the HVAC guy as an example. You may agree or disagree, but, but like the service contract model for resident, residential, the service model of let me get you all the service contract because then I'm going to be the first guy you think of and I'm going to check you twice a year, three times a year, whatever the number is. But what do I got to do to get in the door? Is it that I fix hot spots? Is it that I do ductless air conditioned units for your basement? Uh, is it that it's uh, you know check your furnace time of year? 
check your AC checkup. So you might run different marketing campaigns, you're an HVAC guy, but your real goal is to get in there, get them all on the service contract. Because if I got you on the service contract, I got a recurring revenue from you, but not only that, you're my customer for life. Because I'm gonna be the first guy you think of when there's a problem, and I'm gonna be the first one to know, because I'm checking it two or three times a year, and if you had a problem, you would call me and say, hey Dave, you were just in here doing the checkup, it looks like whatever, the den isn't heating up, can you come in and check it out? So I'll so tell you, Matt. Would be get them on the service contract. Oh, that's interesting. So how do you get them? I, I, they, but you may or may not know. In my uh, one of my companies, we we have a product called Cool Pro EM. It's a energy management system. We come into a business and we replace, um, put in basically air conditioning control in commercial and industrial environments. The beauty of the system is once it's in place, when there's a problem with the air conditioning unit or the heating, it sends out a text message and or an email to not only the owner of the business, but to the contractor who is on contract for that unit. So what it does is it takes the human interaction from me having to pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm, I'm freaking hot in here. Uh, there's something wrong with my air conditioner. By the time I want to pick up the phone, my phone's ringing and it's the HVAC company saying, hey, I'll have somebody out there this afternoon. Now there's no, there's no selling involved. It's already done. So, so then your goal would be to put in as many of those units as you possibly can. Exactly. And, and so I, I, what I've worked with some contractors doing is saying, look, all you have to do is say, hey, if you'll sign a 24-month service contract, we'll upgrade you to this HVAC system that's going to save you more than enough energy than the contract is going to cost you, but you'll lock that customer in for life. So <laughs> you'll make money on the contract, you'll have a customer locked in for life, and you'll have a customer that saves energy. Everybody wins. And so um, the ability to market those things is you have, it's sometimes when you're inside the industry, it's hard to see um, the opportunity from the outside. Like what's it, what's the old adage? It's, uh, it's hard. It, well, yeah, it's, it's hard to see the, uh, read the label from inside the jar or it's, or it's hard to see the painting from inside the frame. Right. Right. Um, it's hard to sometimes see the customer's wants from, from inside your business. And that's why sometimes having an outside consultant, somebody who can look at your business and go, hang on a minute, what about this? What about this? And, and really clarifying that message, getting it so narrowed down that you have one thing you go after your customers with and you can grow your business from there. I mean, I don't want to make you like one dimensional. That's never been the you know, no, that's exactly right. And it reminds me of there's a, 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 a sales training system, and I'm not going to advertise them, but, but their marketing is one message. The message is, you know, if you want to increase your sales, we have a monthly training session. Think of it now a webinar, a monthly webinar where we talk about the five ways to grow your business, the three ways to grow your business, whatever it is. But it's such a clear message. It's a training session. It's, there's actually in person, but they're converting the webinar right now as we speak. But then you tell all your referral sources and all your existing clients, hey, if you come to across anybody who this might benefit, send them to it's the whatever third third Thursday of the month, right? So the marketing message is a message. My marketing is the same. It is how to grow your business or how to increase your sales. If you come across anybody, tell them we do this first Monday of the month, third Thursday of the month. 
and every month it's the same marketing presentation and all their referral sources and all their existing clients deliver that same message. Oh, you, you know where I learned that trick? I learned that from Dave. He's got a monthly webinar. He's got a monthly grow your business workshop. Send them over. So my point is all their marketing is just to get you to go into their monthly workshop because they know conversion rate, once you get you in the workshop, X percentage of those people hire them as, hire their services. And, and that's, you know, they're creating, you know, it's trust, right? They're creating trust. Once you come in the room, okay, so here, if you're looking for a business coach, well, how do you know? There's a million of them out there. Go on LinkedIn and, and type in business coach and there's, there's a million that pop up. How do you know? Well, you don't. And, and that's, the, that's point number one. But what ends up happening is when a business coach attracts somebody to their sphere of influence and brings them in, one of two things is going to happen. The person sitting there is going to like them or not. If they like them, they'll probably sign up for their coaching or at least stay in touch with them and, you know, until maybe they want coaching or till they don't. But if they don't like them, they re they'll repel them away and that's okay too. So it's, it's the same thing with the, the divorce attorney who's a trying to attract, um, you know, whatever, husbands, wives. I mean, they're, they're separating, so I, don't, I guess they're non-spouses anymore. But um, it's one thing that you attract. You're not going to attract everybody in that group. You're not going to um, – not everybody in that group is going to like you because ultimately that's what it takes to get somebody to buy from you. They have to like you and they have to trust you on a certain level. And once that is achieved, you have the ability to sell to them and keep selling to them. And, um, but it takes trust first. And what better way to establish trust is to have one thing that they can go to you on. And then once they trust you on that one thing, then you can expand on other things. You can expand it. I was just thinking, uh, um, we used to call these things like gimmicks, like what's their gimmicks, right? But it's really a marketing message. I'm just thinking of a, Hook might be a better word. What's the hook? What's the hook? But I was thinking like golf coaches, like along those same thing, you'd be better off marketing yourself as the swing easy golf coach, the three-step golf swing coach, the, you know, come with a gimmick, with a name for your, the swing easy golf. But what are you going to teach? The same thing. We all teach the grip. They all teach whatever, swing on the plane. They all teach don't over swing. They all teach... I could teach you the same stuff, but if I had a cool marketing message, it's the swing easy. It's the three-step golf swing. You take it one uh, – Dave Ledbetter, one of the gurus, had this thing called the A swing. Uh, I don't know what the A, B, or C swing. I got no differences, but he called it the A swing. So he just marketed the A swing, right? So they had these names for these swing easy. But it's – they're teaching the same stuff, maybe in a different order. or You see what I'm saying? But it's a golf coach is a golf coach is a golf coach. And it might just be that guy resonates with you this time or that message resonates with you this time. Golf, golf is a perfect example. You got a million products, but you got to sell one to start. You can't sell all of them. You got to sell one to start. I mean, uh, David Ledbetter, um, even Hank Haney now does, he's got, uh, he's got coaching programs. Yep. So, but you know, Hank Haney also does, one-on-one -on -one coaching 
and he's he probably gets paid 150 grand, you know, to accept somebody as a coaching student. But yet he's got courses he's selling, and he that's probably his his bread and butter are those online courses. But his one-on-one -on -one coaching, he might have 10 clients. I mean, you know, that's just you have different different I guess different products you sell, but focus on one. I think is. Clearly, my message to sell one product. Yeah, and so so you, we might think of it as what's your hook or what's your gimmick. That's not exactly correct. That would be the derogatory way to say this. But really, what's your message that differentiates you? Your USP, right? Not quite your USP because it's really like you said when we first started this. Which, what is the message I can deliver that my ideal client just says, "Yeah, that's me. I want that." Yep, that's me. I want that. Help me with my aging parent. Uh, uh, eliminate my hot spots in my house. Uh, sedation dentistry. All these are are. Yep, that's me. I don't want to hurt. Yep, that's me. I want to get like you were talking about. Uh, uh, I love the, the system that, that notifies you when there's a problem. Right. So whatever your hook needs to be, your message needs to be to get you in front of the clients. Become known for that message, right? D uh, there's a D Geller and Son here in Atlanta. I think they might be in the southeast. Solomon, you have a friend in the diamond business. So they're known for the diamond business, but if you're going to buy sapphires, you'd go there too. You're going to go buy all your jewelry there. Look at that. I'm, my message is you now have a friend in the diamond business, the Shane company. That's what it was, the Shane company. i got to say the whole thing. And so they've been advertising here. They might be in Florida too, but you're not just going to buy. Now you have a friend in the diamond business, the Shane company. You're going to buy other jewelry from them, even though they were the diamond specialists, right? I've got another company here. They call themselves a, uh, Cumberland Diamond Exchange, right? It's a jewelry store. You go, you're going to buy a watch there too, but they, they market the diamonds. You right? know, it's funny. Think about that. Okay, diamonds are so competitive, all right? I mean, it's a huge market. Jewelry and diamonds are so competitive. But if you know any jewelers, I've never met a poor jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that tell you? That tells you even though... Even though a market is competitive, if, you're, if your message is clear enough, you'll attract people to your business and they will pay your price. It, you know, that's, that's the key to not, in a competitive world, it's not selling at the lowest price. Anybody can say, hey, we, we're the lowest price. See, I mean, there's a lot of advertisements you hear. We've got the lowest price furniture. We got the lowest price TV electronics. That went on for years, but that doesn't always work. What works is you find a, a, a message that's a solution-based message to your client, not to oh. you. It's a solution-based message, and it'll track them, and they'll come in and pay what you want, what you want from the service. Your example earlier you've used in previous podcasts, your key, 99-cent keys. 49 cents and up. Okay, sorry. And, 49 and cents up. Keys. The big asterisk was in the end up. But you got them in the door with that message, 49 cent keys, but I bet you made money on the other stuff, fixing locks and all this other stuff. You didn't make your money on the 49 cent keys. Uh, we, made, we made all of our money outside of that. It was just get people in the door. But that was your marketing, but that was your, your message was one message, 49 cent keys. What do, what do you see around colleges and universities? What is, what is always the message? Ladies drink free, right? <laughs> Because if we get them in the door, what, right. what's going to happen? We're going to make money. Why? Because who else is going to come? The guys, right? 
That's yeah, I was going different. I was going the ten dollar pizza. Oh no, <laughs> in every college town. It basically it's the you know why do they let ladies drink free because it'll bring in all the guys and the guys will come in and spend lots of money and so um, what's their message? They don't advertise. Hey guys, come in and drink for spend all of your hard earned money in our bar. They don't say that. They just say, ladies, drink free. The message is so concise. It's, I mean, you could cross over to so many industries, but when the message is right, you attract your ideal audience. Okay, if you're the divorce lawyer, you're, you say, I'm a female divorce lawyer, you're still going to get men. But, um, but the, the ladies, drink free is a very concise message. It's so concise that you're going to bring in women, right? Because people want to drink free. I mean, but it works. doesn't matter what industry you're in. You attract the right clients and you won't have to negotiate for price. I promise when a guy goes to the bar and a ladies drink free night, he doesn't go up there and say, I'm not paying $4 for a beer. You can't, there's no negotiation, right? It's whatever <laughs> it is. It's whatever it is. I'm not, a, I'm not a bar guy, but um, you know, no, no. That's pretty good full circle though. So we talked about talking about um, um, marketing and message and, and, and picking a niche and not being afraid to pick a niche, which is what we've seen is people get afraid to pick, pick a niche. You need one marketing message to your ideal client and you'll get the other guys later. And, and truthfully, you can market to those other guys later. And a great example is just your 49 cent keys. You got people in the door. You didn't say, I'm a locksmith. I do everything under the sun. You got people in the door by saying 49 cent and up keys. That, that was your message. People get a message, sedation dentistry. It doesn't say I do cavities, I do crowns, I do cosmetics. It was sedation dentistry. I get it, right? It was, um, you were talking about eliminate the hot spots in your house. I get it. You know, uh, uh, help you with your aging parents. I just made that one up too. I get it, right? That if you need a message, like you said, that speaks to the problem of their client, you only need one message that is so crystal clear that your ideal client will say, yeah, that's me. Don't be afraid. These guys are afraid because I do everything. Yeah, but we only need one type of client to get in the door. The others will come. And truthfully, Dean Jackson talks about well, once you crack the code for that one client or that one ideal client, we'll, we'll go do another one. We'll go after the men next. Female divorce. You know, We'll go after the men next. We'll get in a group of men, lawyers, and they can... We only need one niche at a time, one message at a time. You mentioned before you got on the thing, one landing page at a time. Like we're, this is the message we're advertising, you know. Yeah. It's like when you, when you go on a first date, well, you're not gonna tell that person all of the things that you like and do and all, I mean, you're on the first date, man. I mean, you don't need to fill in all of your whole life history and all the things that you're, that you're capable of on the first date. But it's, if the first date goes well, there'll be a lot more dates. It, it, that's, that's the point behind businesses. Get the first date right and you can do, you can have a lot more dates. Yeah. I was talking to a travel agent yesterday and it was a networking event. And, and, and it turns out that they really do adventure, you know, experience travel. And it's like, well, yeah, well, you don't, then don't market yourself as a travel agent. Market yourself as the experienced travel agent, the memory creating agent, right? You'll get the normal people who just want to go get a house at the beach. But market yourself as the 
whatever the experience because because nowadays I could probably help them with their message. Um, yeah, I bet you can. That's that's a different subject. We I just met them. We'll continue the conversation with them. But anyway, that's uh, don't be afraid to niche down. Don't be afraid to have one marketing message. It makes your marketing easier, makes your life easier, it makes referrals easier because they know the one message, and then you'll get the other clients from that one message uh, by default. And if you want to go after the next niche, we'll do that later. I'm glad you said it makes referrals easier because that's um, that's the point of your clear of having total clarity in your message. When if if I know. Matt, Matt's the guy that you, you want, you, you're a high income earner. You, you want, you know, you want good returns. You, you, and I, and I know it's Matt. I'm going to say, you got to call Matt. I mean, you, I mean, when, when somebody has a clear message or when your customer understands your message, they can refer you to someone else because that person mentioned that and the referrals get that much better. That's what social media does. Ultimately. That's what social media does. It's one message. I keep thinking you're 49 cent keys. So if somebody, was saying, you know, I had trouble with, you know, I want to get the new locks or I want to get so-and-so a nest on my front porch. Well, gosh, you know, I know Dave, he does the 49 cent keys. I bet he does those nest things too. I don't know, but call him, right? Because now it's easy for me to refer because I remembered the, the keys, right? Yeah. So with one message, it becomes really easy uh, to to other people to refer you because it's tough. So it becomes easier for you to market. It becomes easier to get referrals. It, it's just one message at a time. Don't be afraid to get the one message. Don't be afraid to get clear with your message. And I like your point of it'll be so obvious they'll be like, yeah, I, I want that. Yeah. This was good. I, I like we went on a couple different tangents, but we, we still were, we still hovered around the the you know the clearly defined message um, and in a niche niche in your market depending on how you want to pronounce it so um so man where do we find you yeah so i am at uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com 10 times 10xprofitblueprint.com and on linkedin matt hudgens on linkedin uh you can find me at davidmulvaney.com and david mulvaney on linkedin and that's where you can find us and look forward to uh talking next week man next week buddy. take it easy all right, take care.